five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. You guys, it's Oliver Happy Hour. We are back. Now, today, we are trying something new, okay? It is Oliver Happy Hour episode 99.5, okay? So, Mm -hmm. we're coming to you live um, via Zoom again. On this Sunday evening at 6, is it 6.30 on the dot? Yeah. 6.30 on the dot, guys, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am here with my lovely siblings, Miss Daisy Yo. Oh, wait. What? It's your girl, Debbie Dev. <laughs> here in the building. <laughs> I'm burnt. <laughs> yes okay and Dayo, always ready for the show <laughs> and my lovely brother darren darren <laughs> hello everyone so nice you gotta say it twice okay <laughs> okay so we were just listening uh to ricky dillard <laughs> Darren, why did you put the claps on? <laughs> <laughs> new effects, okay? Via Zoom. You the clapping, okay? So, it's Sunday, so, you know, we had to bring y'all in, you know, with a, a, a good choir, you know, song. That was Ricky Dillard, uh, more abundantly medley. So, um... While we're on the gospel tip, you guys, I have been really, like, enjoying Kiara Sheard. She just came out with um, her new album, self-titled album, Kiara. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It's been, like, a blessing. Like, and what's your favorite track off of it? The uh, My favorite track is... Worse the Better, by the way. Okay. That's, that's one song. That's one song I really like. I really like I Choose You. She does a lot of songs. A lot of her songs that are on the album are live. So I really enjoy that because, you know, you get to hear, like, the rawness of her voice, like, how the, you know, Holy Spirit takes over her. And the band, oh, my gosh, the band is amazing. Like, they are so bomb. Um, She even, like, goes back, like, it's like R&B kind of it kind of sounds r&b-ish but oh i just love it y'all just gotta listen to it well let's listen to so into you live featuring jacob sheard off of kiara sheard's album kiara Yeah. <laughs> 
It sounds good. It sounds groovy. Hey, it's it's a real like she take you there. Like it's really good. Love it. So wait, we didn't say what day it was. We're already in May. It's yes, sorry. It's May third, guys. Your birthday month, Devin. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks away. Taurus gang, gang, gang. All right, so so I know this one, this next one, right? This is the the Savage remix featuring Beyonce, right? Everybody's talking about it. What was so, so about it? I don't know because it's the beat. The beat, and there's a video accompanied by it too, right? Or no? No, it's like a visual. Oh, okay. It's like a visual, but it's not, they don't have video. They don't have a video yet. But just because it's Beyonce, like, and then she come with the lyrics, like, wanted that to happen she wanted to have a song with Beyonce knowing that like you know they both from Houston Texas you know that's one of her favorite artists it's like a dream she was like just saying it's a dream come true I love it yeah it was really dope um I'm looking forward to the video too because I know they're gonna come with a video (laughs) they're gonna do something like creative um, but okay, so you guys moving on. Drake he dropped a, a, a mixtape. Um, it's called Dark Lane Demi Tape. He has a couple of bangers on there. Which one did you like the best? You know, he has Tusi Slide right now. You know, that's, but then he also has. Dang, I forgot. You know, I listened to this album uh, the other day, and uh, let's see, not in, not you two featuring Chris Brown. Is that one of your favorite tracks, Devin? I know you like Chris Brown. That's one of them. But it's another it's a, one. It's a real moody vibe that he's got going. A real dark. Yeah, type, it is. Slow. Oh, okay. Um, you know, very lo-fi. Very right. lo-fi. 
That's, and that's what's in style right now with everybody being inside. You know, everybody's in a lo-fi music right now. Right, right. And if we could describe what lo-fi music is, it, it's it's a slow down beat, you know, kind of mm-hmm. more vocals, you know, kind of stretching over, uh, you right. know, much more slower. Think Kid Cudi. Oh, okay, great. Kid Cudi vibes, you know. That makes sense now. Sounds like that. How do you guys hear it? Sound okay? Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. So this one again is not U2 featuring Chris Brown. I you can get high to it. <laughs> right, I was like, it's gonna make me go to sleep. But you can get high to it. <laughs> this one's called Pain 1993. What happened? What happened? Oh, I think that because your your video dropped. Oh, oh! I was like, wait, what? This was Pain '93 featuring Playboy Cardi, and this again is off of Drake's new Dark Lane demo tapes. I like the one with Future in it too. Even though I don't really like Future as an artist, that one, I don't know. I like it. That one's called Desires. Which one? Desires or the one with Future? Yeah. Okay, so Desires. Desires. All right. I know, I know, I know. You got desires. You got desires. And I'm not a lie. You hand me down on my knees every day. Had to talk aside. I'm at an 80 and one of the two. I just can't stand listening to the future. I just, I just don't want to get off. I knew you were going 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 to get off. I knew he was gonna go off, child. I don't like Future. I don't like. Maybe it's because I, you know, I always got respect for Sierra, and he did her wrong. And he did her very wrong. But she living her best life, about to have another baby with Russell. Exactly. She can't worry about him. And I agree with you, Darren, because I can never understand what he's saying ever, ever. People act like he's such a great rapper. Like. He's not. Like, I can sound like I have a seizure over the damn microphone too. Shit. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Why, Darren? Why? It's okay. Well, anyway, let's move on from Drake and into uh, this new yes. single from Victoria Monet. We've played her before. Your girl, her, Victoria. Her new single, uh, Dive. Kind of has flowery vibes to it. Very flowery. You're saying everything I like. I could watch your lips move all night. You guys can hear it okay? Hey, give me think you mm-hmm. like. Have the type of brain I like. 
Promise I'ma make it rain for you. Something like an ocean wave on you. If you let me open up to you, kiss below the line. I wanna see what your head game like. Do you know what you're doing? Cause your neck game tight. Do you know how to use it? Have a long conversation with me. I talk back, baby, we can get deep. I wanna see what your head game like. Do you know what Well, you guys know what she's talking about, huh? Right. Right. That's why the single the single is called Dive. And if you guys look at the album artwork, it, it, it looks like a very old school ad and it says a thrill you can taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't. All right, girl. Okay, so Darren, who's um good I I don't know how to say her name. Gaida. 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 That's how you say it. Gaida. Yeah, this is R&B Soul. This is called oh, Falling yeah. Higher. It's a single. Oh, no, Darren. Wait, oh, okay. I can't hear it. You got frozen, Darren. I'm frozen? Oh, okay, we back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm over here talking about Darren. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Technical difficulties. Okay, guys. I like this song. I know. It's cool. There's like an undertone of like Jamaica. Right. right. Um, is that, is that, is that, is yes. Conga yes. drums or something? The conga drums. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. So, that's, uh, that's Gaida falling higher. So, check it out. And for the last one, uh, this is uh, Mahalia. This is from her EP, Isolation Tapes. And this one's called BRB. And she was saying that she was writing this as she was traveling from L.A. to abroad. And she was thinking about her, her man. Oh. It's called BRB. choose like all these artists what spotify channel would you put them on because it sounds like they sound very similar <laughs> yeah i mean i, I feel like i, I kind of go after the same kind of music usually it's r&b style though right? yeah all of this is r&b style this is r&b so remember years ago when we first started the podcast in the early episodes i kept telling you guys that if we don't do anything that white people were going to take over r&b and turn into rock and roll and I feel like people listen. <laughs> people <laughs> listeners out there, you guys went back to your guitars, your keytars, 
your bongos and congos and you guys start making this beautiful R&B music. And white people have been making beautiful uh, R&B music as well. Uh, um, So I I think it's really been invigorating to see how the resurgence of R&B has come lately. Right. Yeah. Wow, we weren't getting any good R and B music, you know. That's true. I know for a minute, but it's yeah, coming for a minute, back for a, good, a good four or five years, you know, it wasn't anything good coming out, you right, know, yeah. because at the time, you know, R and I mean, like Rihanna and Beyonce, they were they were leaving R and B. They weren't doing R and B music anymore. It's what, yeah, more what they call R and B contemporary. You know, yeah, uh, right. Right. it's different. You know, it's not even like New Jack Swing where it's like, okay, it's just a hip hop beat over it. It's like it's different. You know, because yeah. Beyonce doesn't really sing ballads anymore. You know, when's the last time Rarely. you heard a song like Dangerously in Love too? Right. You know, a, a ballad. Not, not not no love on top or anything like that. I'm talking about like an actual ballad. Where it's yeah. Like, you know, you have she like, hasn't in a while. She's yeah. moving with what's popping right now. Like, right. I mean, that's what like she has she to, has to do to stay current. Right. I mean, that's what Nicki Minaj did. Like, most artists end up going to pop music at some point. And right. you see that they go back to their original, like, music. Because Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. is trying to be more hip-hop, you know, gutter. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, it's just, I mean, Beyonce is bound to start doing ballads again. Because that's just, like, I feel like that's her, you know. The Halo yeah. song, like, that whole Beyonce Four. What was it? The Beyonce oh, wow. four. It was like two sides. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was four. That was yeah. right. The fourth yeah, album. Yeah, four. And Halo was Halo. What? Would you count that as a ballad? Uh, I mean, I guess because it was. Yeah, I guess you could Wait, count. How does it go again? I don't know how it goes. Again. Yeah. Halo. Yeah, Halo. You want me to play it? Halo. Halo. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> I got love on top of your mind, huh? <laughs> yes. Nobody remembers you. Hey, I Yeah, because she could turn this into a ballad at the concert. And actually, this wasn't four. This was actually before that. This was just, uh, this was I Am Sasha Fierce. See? Oh, yeah. This is even before that. It was. Right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is true. So, but I mean, yeah, so like I said, I mean, we got some good stuff out here. I mean, there's even stuff that I, I, I wasn't able to play because we wanted to kind of keep it keep it short. But I mean, there's this other guy named Jael who has this kind of song. But this is different, you know. This is, this, 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 this is contemporary R and B. So a little bit slowed down, but you can see even the progression of R and B as you hear stuff like this. All right. Uh, so just give me one second while I try to find the next song. <laughs> well, Debbie, you can mean what was the next song? No, we don't have another song. Oh, but Darren, what? I forgot to mention Brandy. She came out with a new single too. Oh, really? What do you want? You yeah. want it's called Baby Mama. See somebody, Baby Mama? Yes, of yes, course, because she has a daughter, like, Darren. Yeah, oh. her daughter is a teenager. 
Her daughter is a singer too. She got oh, really? a song out too. Oh, is that with her? Is that her in this song? Is it Sarai or something? Sarai or something? Because on the cover art, it shows Brandy, Chance the Rapper, who's featured, and then it's a little, like a little. Yeah, her movie. daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is Baby Mama featuring Chance the Rapper. I think that's her on it Okay. I don't really like the term baby mama because okay. it's derogatory. I, I prefer the word or the words mother of my children. Mm-hmm. Give respect to the woman who birthed your kids. They should right. not be relegated to just a baby mama. Right. Like that is their only significance. Come on, Darren. That they have just conceived your tiny organism. What about baby daddy? Because you guys have you guys been seeing those videos on TikTok with That's just my baby daddy. If you were playing that baby daddy song. The same they, thing. That's just my baby. Yes. <laughs> That's all he is, is just your baby daddy. He's not a man of integrity. <laughs> oh my god I guess I see what you mean because it didn't really make sense the song is like that's just my baby daddy but then they were showing these really amazing men <laughs> for real <laughs> they were maybe they're not amazing maybe that's why I don't know. oh lord anyway. oh, that's new music for you guys that's new music guys alright <laughs> Ha 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 <laughs> I don't know if we were on beat either because it's I so really hard. Guys. It's so hard to get on beat because the stuff is in sync. The music is in sync. Let's hope that I was on beat just a little bit. You know, but what's popping, Devin? What is popping, y'all? Okay, so BT a couple weeks ago, mind you, we took a break last week. Um, so a lot has happened. Um, last week. Last Monday, I believe, BT, they held an SOS COVID-19 special with a whole whole lot of performances, y'all. They were, like, really – it was a virtual – obviously, it was a virtual um, celebration um, special. And a lot of artists came together and joined together on Zoom to perform and just share, like – share their experiences during this uh, time of quarantine. Um, a couple of the performers were John Legend. First of all, Kirk Franklin, he opened it up oh. um, with the song Smile. 
Um, he had a lot of features. Um, Fantasia, um, Kelly Price, uh, Tyrese, um, and a couple of like his, I guess, choir members. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that went viral. Like, it was, it was, ve- yeah, it was very, it was very dope, very dope. Um, John Legend, he had a, a cool performance. Um, and Usher, he even like had dancers. Like <laughs> it was so he cute. Dancers in his house. Yeah, no, they were like dance. They were like going back and forth from a uh, Zoom call to oh, you know okay. to the different people or whatever. But they were dancing like in their homes, doing routines, full out routines, and everything. Oh, so, like it was so oh, dope. That's funny. Um, also, D Smoke and his brother Sir as well as uh, his other brother, Davion, they all performed with uh, Tiffany Goucher. That's their cousin. Um, and then Janae and her, they performed one of Janae's songs. Um, I forgot the song that she performed, but um, it was a dope, it was really a dope special. That's amazing. I didn't even see it. I'm going to have to see if it's like something I can see on line or something. Hopefully you can or, or yeah. Well, this is we're listening to Kirk Franklin, Kelly Price, Fantasia, Tyrese uh, with the I Smile performance. Is what we're listening to now. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job considering they were all just recording video. The whole performance was like a good five six minutes. Yeah, seven minutes and fourteen seconds. <laughs> See? Yeah, they did good. You know, Fantasia could always take it and was just. It sounds good too. The sound quality was just like on point. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. Do you guys hear that? Love that. Oh my anyway. goodness. Okay. Well, yeah. What's next? So, so that was a great opportunity. I know. Uh, you know, last week we talked about Lady Gaga putting on for the uh, for the. Uh, uh, that festival, the Global Citizens Festival. Right, Global Citizens um, Festival. But you know what? Um, What's really sad is that a lot of the people graduating right now, they, they don't have a way to celebrate. Right. That's you know, I, really, I, I saw that it was a principal, I forgot what town it was in, but um, a principal had uh, reached out to all the seniors and got them like lawn plaques like, and put them oh, on yeah. their lawn. I did see and that. went to all the um all of their homes to give them um their diploma and like you know to take pictures and everything. It was really nice. That's nice. That's super nice. I mean, a lot yes. of people are like asking for commencement speeches. You know, Oprah is yes, a right. Oprah, she did her. right, right, Oprah. right. She hasn't done it yet, though. I think it's supposed to be like coming up more so. I think around. In a few the next few weeks, yeah, yeah, next, next few weeks, yeah, around the graduation time when normally it's graduation time is anywhere from like mid May to mid June or late June, right? So, um, but yeah, Oprah is about to give a commencement speech, and yes, uh, and I feel like that will be even nationally, even though it's for specifically for Chicago graduates. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, know, I mean, everybody's going to be watching that because what. Literally, what celebrations do you have? And I think it really sucks because you do not have that opportunity to 
have that celebration of your success at your, right. you know, at, right. at your culmination or at your commencement. You know, I uh, wouldn't be, to be honest, I really think that, you know, some families, they'll like improvise and do what they got to do for their, you know, the graduates within their family. Because I've been seeing a lot of families like still getting together with like more than 10 people. Oh man, my neighbors yesterday, they had a whole dog on Fiesta. Damn, they still got the jumper over there out right now. They've been having, they got one of them weekend specials with the jumper. Got the jumper. Got the jumpy jumps going on. Got the, got the, got yes. the ban, ban, banderas out there playing. Yes. You know, it's just all kinds of stuff going on. You know, yes. they out there partying. You know, yes. I, I was so. going to go over there to get a plate if I wasn't concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were so, people wearing masks there? Like, did people have masks on, or they were just masks? Mask? Girl, that no. girl they weren't wearing no mask. No, <laughs> of course no. not. No, but um, yeah. So I think people are still gonna uh, do what they have to do regarding, like, you know, celebrating the people in their family that are supposed to graduate this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but just speaking of um people doing things in this crazy time um it's a lot of celebrities paying um salaries of furlough workers um two to be exact is james corden and trevor noah Mm -hmm. um i think that's really dope of people i've seen a lot of celebrities um like going to different hospitals and you know buying um the nurses and the staff lunch um, just for, you know, their services and everything. Um, also I found out, or we found out that, um, the founder of TDE, Anthony, uh, top dog Tippett, he paid, um, over 300 residents in, uh, the Watts projects. Uh, he paid the rent. Yeah. For seniors. right? <laughs> for seniors. Yes. Yeah. I think that's pretty here. dope. You know, I think, that's I really think you know, I think about the purpose of celebrities and I'm, I'm like, I've never really like been into celebrities. Maybe I may like, like Oprah or, but I've never been into false, um, false idols or idol worship. Like that's just not something that, and I think celebrities can get into a place of idol worship, but I do think yeah. that, you know, that's whatever they use their platform for, whether it be money um, being given away or like them raising funds for something. Um, mm-hmm. If you are going to have this status in the world, you, right. are, you are responsible for the social impact that you have. On exactly. So I really commend a lot of people that are paying, you know, furlough, furloughed workers out of their yes. homes and paying rent for people. I'm like, yes, that is you. Like that is your social responsibility there's right. no reason why you should be a celebrity <laughs> contributing to yeah. the world around you. So I right. can see a lot of those people. And I really like, I really want to press other people that make a whole lot of money that aren't doing anything. Like, okay. Uh, well, I saw too, I saw a meme out there talking about the fact that, uh, you know, like Oprah and Common and like some other artists were trying to start a fund. And somebody was like, literally, you got all these millionaires and billionaires trying to tell us 
to get right. money to go right. support it. What the fuck are you guys doing? Why don't exactly. you get some of y'all money that you guys got just laying around? Exactly. The money I got laying around is going to pay my bills. You know, exactly. I ain't got a little spare money that's just walking around freely <laughs> around here. All my dollars are chained <laughs> to my bills. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Get your life. I know. No, but it's true. Like, no, you know, that's that to me is kind of it's almost it's very disappointing. You know what I mean? And it makes me yeah. not want to support them as future, like in the future or watch anything that they're doing just because I'm like, well, you're not doing anything for the people who support you. So right. no, I don't really you know what I mean? Like, I can't move forward and like watch the things that you want me to watch because that means I'm putting more money in your pocket and you're not doing it put money nothing to put money in other people's pockets exactly right right like what are you what are you actually doing to 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 support this effort you know what are are you giving up you know and I mean it's it it is a lot it is a lot of people that are in the giving spirit. I will say like just going down my timeline on social media, like I've been seeing like people giving away food, um, people giving money, donations. Like I know Cardi B, like she teamed up with fashion, fashion over and was giving away like a thousand dollars to people. They, they gave away up to $500,000. I think it was. Wow. I mean, Cardi B to me is an example in itself. Like she's been raising money because she's been there. Like, I feel like like her, she just knows. Like, so since she's been making money, she's been contributing back. Like she's been giving back. So. Which is really good. It's good. But, um, yeah. So moving on, um, we found out that Anderson Cooper, he just, um, he's became a father. Yeah, and it's Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper, he welcomes a baby boy, Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, named after his father. So he just uh, had a surrogate that delivered. And it's mm-hmm. I don't know. Can I ask a question that's politically incorrect? Whose baby really was it? Was it why? Was it was it Anderson Cooper or was it his husband's baby? No, it's. I think it's Anderson Cooper. You know what, Darren? Maybe. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get it yet. <laughs> the baby I was can't... born by a surrogate, so I'm yes. like, well, whose baby is it really? Is it Anderson Cooper's or is it his husband's? Baby? I get that. There had to have been a seed to produce that baby. Right. Right. Yes. Is it Anderson's baby? Or is it his husband's baby? It is his baby because that's the that's the big deal about it. Is his his parents are both dead. His uh he's the last living member of his family. So um to I think I really do think it is his baby and then he just had a surrogate deliver the baby, but he named the baby after his father to continue the legacy of his family because um because He's the last living person in his immediate family. Well, yeah. So let's not forget who Anderson Cooper is. Anderson Cooper, you know, wasn't somebody who grew up, you know, on the fringes of society. He he was a son of Gloria Vanderbilt, you know, a an, an icon in the fashion industry. And then his father, Wyatt, you know, uh, 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 Wyatt Cooper, you know, wealthy man too, you know. So they, you know, grew up in the higher echelons of uh, – 
high society. But I mean, I think it's, it's great. You know, I think it's great that he has this opportunity to, to celebrate, you know, having a, a child. I think so, too. I want to like I was really moved by, you know, his story recently, but he had a brand new baby to take care of. So, right. He does. Um, so moving right along. How are you going to present the next topic, Devin? Huh? <laughs> this fool. R. Kelly. Should I play a song? Should I generate a tenth of a cent to his estate? No, don't play none of his songs. No, you ain't got to play nothing oh. of his, okay? Oh, I couldn't. My bad. I already started. I already pressed play. My bad. Oh. <laughs> he is asking for an early release. He has the nerves to ask for an early release, okay? Because he has diabetes, and due to COVID-19, he thinks he is at high risk. Now, I don't understand. Like, when did he get diabetes? That's my question. Nobody knows. Nobody um, knows. I don't remember him ever having <laughs> you, diabetes. It's not, it's not funny, but I have to say it. I think it was from when... No, I'm not going to say it. What? <laughs> I was about to say it's not really funny, but it's more of a tasteless joke that, you know, I feel like I'm Dave Chappelle in these moments, you know? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to be, what's your joke, Darren? <laughs> he got diabetes from having candy in his pocket too much from trying to lure little kids. <laughs> he had too much sugar. <laughs> Darren. Uh... I know it's a tasteless joke, but <laughs> okay. that's probably how he got diabetes. I'm thinking. Oh my I, just, I just knows. don't understand. Nobody knew he had diabetes in the first place, but I, honestly, like, I have no sympathy for him. He could die in jail for all I'm concerned, and he should. Like, he should. He shouldn't be released. All he's going to do is continue his behavior. It's obviously he hasn't learned his lesson because he doesn't want to serve the time. Obviously, does. Have y'all even heard about the girl? One of his girls. One of the girls. She just like recently reconnected with her parents and like is coming out about um, all the stuff that she went through while she was with him. I guess she was with him for like three or four years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was only like 16 or something, 15 or 16 when she like was when she left her parents. I have no, like, like I said, I have no sympathy for him. If he does not want to serve the time that he deserves to serve, then, like, there's, to me, like, you don't get a pass. And I hope the judge doesn't approve something like this because it's erroneous. How, how could they? I don't think he has evidence of being He's done. not finna, no, the judge is not finna approve nothing. Yeah, you would have had to have extensive health, as, I mean, some kind of significant health history. Right. right. Hey, yo ass in jail. Don't nobody exactly in there or not. Just get off the streets, you pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt out. Okay, so um y'all TikTok been blowing up. Okay. It's just been everybody's pastime. You know, they've been doing these videos, um, mostly of like people just like reenacting scenes or you know, doing videos or uh dance challenges. Um, but this TikTok, uh, sensation, new sensation, Tabitha Brown, she's an actress 
um, an actress. <laughs> She's an actress, but she just signed with uh, the CAA. But um, she freaking went viral from <laughs> making carrot bacon videos. Like, how do you make carrot bacon? She will show you how to make carrot bacon. She, no, when I say Darren, the the carrot bacon, when I say it looks so fire, it looks so good. Like, I, I and the way she, damn how it tastes. I'll eat something that look like dog shit if it tastes good. You know? <laughs> how does it? How does it taste? You know, how can you fool me by telling me that this is, this is, this is the, the prize pig, the best piece of the pork, I think she and you tell me that this ain't nothing but a damn carrot? Well, it's for vegans, Darren, those oh. people who do not eat meat whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> don't eat meat, though. Why the hell you gotta, gotta fake it like it's bacon? Because, oh my God, like, some people miss you know what? As somebody who does not eat bacon anymore, I can tell right. you I'm about to try this woman's. Go and get married and bacon. tell her to try the freaking bacon because I think she put like brown sugar on them or something. Like the seasonings, yeah. like she makes the seasonings like taste like what it like she's trying to make. Right. And that's the trick, though. Like, she's making vegan food that's flavorful because a lot yes. of for a vegetarian is not very flavorful. So Child, I figured out, like, a lot of flavor. I learned a new, um, uh, a new ingredient, liquid aminos or something. She always uses that. I don't even know what she uses it for, but I think it's, I think it's the meaty taste or something. Oh, oh amino okay. acids. Probably amino acids are in, 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 in certain kinds of meats. So maybe it's yeah. like, it's like, a, like oh. an extract or something that she has. Or yeah, like a, okay. it's like that. So right. she but uses she that and all, mostly all her, her um, stuff that she makes. Like she's got millions of followers off millions. the millions. Okay, that one carrot bacon video has I like, think what makes her so what makes her so interesting is like how she be doing it. Like her video, she has an accent, a southern accent. She <laughs> said like what she says, like she just sounds so cute. Like interesting. She's dope though. That's cool. Well, congratulations to Tabitha. You guys check her out. I'm about to try this carrot bacon and tell you guys how try it girl. I really want to try it. <laughs> I really want to try it too, but I don't feel like making it. <laughs> so we're going to try it, but but I don't know. I, I just can't be deceived into thinking that a carrot is a bacon. You know, I, I, if, if I wanted to eat bacon, then I would heat up my frying pan. Darren, <laughs> I would pull out my strip of bacon, and I you know what? Fry it real good till it's crispy on one side. Then I'd bacon flip it on become... over. Oh my and god! And then I'd take the grease just like Khalees did in her video milkshake. <laughs> And I'd get give me him. a little, a little I'd him. give me a little a little saucer or something to save <laughs> the grease. <laughs> Just in case I needed another so another get him. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. <laughs> you are foolish. <laughs> I can't. I'd give, give me an old country crock container. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
put on the grease and not until I need it for another day. I can about saving money. Who needs Crisco when you got breaking grease? Shut up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Somebody get him, Lord. Somebody, please. When you got breaking grease. Oh, God, Darren. <laughs> you so silly. Oh. No, but Darren, it's just a substitute for, for those people who cannot freaking eat bacon anymore. He knows that, Devin. He's just wanted to go on his rant. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the TV show. Hilarious. Okay. Yes. Oh, AMC yeah, declares so. war on Universal Pictures. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this while we talk about TV shows because this came out this past week where Universal announced that they will be releasing digital uh, videos because Trolls World Tour did so well. It like superseded their expectations that they were going to release in theaters. So the president or CEO of Universal came out and said, hey, we're going to start to do both now. Moving forward, we'll release the videos in the digital for format and do theaters. Well, AMC was like, that's not the agreement as a theater. You know, AMC has thousands of theaters around the world. So they were just like, nope, that's not going to happen if you decide to move forward with digital releases before having the period of time in theaters, which is normally like six months. Um, then we're going to pull all of Universal movies. So the CEO of AMC responded to Universal's president and was like, well, guess we won't be showing any more of Universal's movies moving forward if you guys decide to. They're like, nope, we're not doing that, it. No yeah, more. You know? So like, I, wonder, I wonder if it's going to filter up to, because Universal Pictures is owned by Comcast, if I'm not mistaken, right? NBC yeah, is NBC, owned by Comcast. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to respond to that because AMC Theaters is a big movie chain, but I also heard that they were almost going to go uh, bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why AMC responded in that way because they were like, well, we're already losing millions of dollars in revenue. Right. Now you guys decide to do this. Well, I guess we won't be showing any of Universal's movies moving forward because we won't Yeesh. be able to afford it pretty much. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll see how they respond or how this shapes out, but it turned out into an all out like war, open letter war between the two companies and um, we don't see any more universal movies in theaters. That's why, you know, that's the reason why. Sucks their loss. You know, it is what it is. So yeah, I mean, it's really going to be interesting just to see how they begin to op reopen the movie theaters and other places like that where it is where you are spending a lot of time around other people in real close proximity. And what if you're in a comedy? You know, you saw that movie. Um, was it Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, where that guy, that sick ass guy was up there coughing and shit. And they're looking at a comedy, and everybody's up over here laughing their ass off. And this guy is just coughing his ass off. <laughs> And people are laughing, and the little microbes are entering into their mouth and through their nostrils because they're over here hee-hawing and shit. Oh, no. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, hee -haw. Really good turn. Huh? Was that Outbreak? Was that the movie? Yeah, I think it was Outbreak with Dustin oh. Hoffman, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think Dustin, with Dustin Hoffman, it was a movie. And, and, and it, literally, the opening scene was... You know, this guy who was sick with a virus and he was at a movie theater and he's like, uh -huh. 
Dang laughing and shit. And, and everybody is like laughing. You know, it's like they're looking at the kings of comedy or something. You know, they're laughing real hard. And, they and they're just, the, the little drop that's coming out of his mouth as he's coughing or over here entering people's mouths. Ah. I mean, and that's literally how, how viruses spread. That's how people are True. getting this COVID-19 shit, you know? True. You are right. You are correct. That's why we got to wear masks and stuff. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something really to, to think about. I mean, I feel bad for AMC, but they really might go out of business, you know, because who knows how, what it's going to look like. Who knows when, when they're going to open out here in California? Exactly. Because the governor, Governor Newsom ain't opening up shit yet. Nope. No. You know, we'll get we'll get into that a little later. But um, yeah, okay. So um, a lot of Netflix. You know, we've been forced to watch Netflix, basically. You know, because all this quarantining. Um, Netflix is um, they have a show Hollywood. Um, it's like based in what the. 40s, 50s era? Like the 1920s or 30s. Oh, 1920s. Oh. It's really, maybe it might be the 40s, but because they're talking about the the differences between like talkies and, you know, talkies were in the teens. Once the 1920s came about, then you start having uh, um, actual movies with with soundtracks or with audio in them, Mm. you know, uh, um, which is why some of the greatest movie palaces here, even in Los Angeles, still exist and they were made in the late 1920s um, mm. with the capacity for, you know, both vaudeville shows and for um, talkies, you know. Mm. Uh, um, I, I don't know exactly when it is. Maybe it's not the 20s. Maybe it is like the, the 30s or 40s. The 30s or 40s? Yeah. I think it's like the 30s or 40s, Aaron. Yeah, it's somewhere early. But what did you think of it, Devin? I saw the first two episodes. I saw the first three episodes. I think I'm on the the third episode now. It's a bit corny to me, but basically, like, I just, I'm getting, like, this is how, like, early Hollywood started out. You know, you had to do certain things to get, you know, in. Um, Early Hollywood? That was probably Hollywood up to two years ago. It's probably still. I mean, no, I'm saying, like, how, like, it started or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, how it started. So, like um, I don't know. It 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 talks about the homosexuality community, LGBT community. I'm sorry. Um, um it talks about it. It just shows like Hollywood. I don't know. So how I, like I saw, I saw the first. Yeah, very superficial. I saw the first episode. Um, and I got, I, I, I kind of fell asleep on the second one, but I, I want to rewatch it. I mean, it, it, it seems interesting enough that it, it's captivated my attention and I think I might, mm-hmm. uh, that I will finish it. Uh, um, but I think my first reaction to it was like, damn, why did the black guy have to be the guy up here jerking people off for money, you know, in the theater? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I feel like it's always like black people. That one black guy. Old- well, no, it's not just the one black guy. It's black people in general who are always over-sexualized. Like, mm-hmm. we're, the, we're the ones who are the freaks out there. We're the mm-hmm. ones who are, you know, name the price and we'll do it. Right. And, and, and to me, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel some type of I way. I mean, if this one, like, that like... Because it, it, does, it does portray us a certain kind of way. Because it's the, it's look, both sides too, Darren, though. Because It that is. One I mean, it's men out there that do, do it, but... 
I don't know. If you look at black sex workers out there, black sex workers make less than what their white counterparts oh, make. Oh yeah. So I, I don't know. That that's what goes through my mind in, in terms of even when I when I when I saw that. So at first it made me a little bit like, uh, like okay, like the one black guy that they have in here, he has to be typecast like this, like over sexualized, right? Right. Uh, um, but but I only saw the first episode, so you know I don't know what else the the, the series will hold. Yeah, get into it. Watch a couple more episodes. Um, also, Black and Suck, that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, what do you think of it? There's a lot I of mixed it was, reviews. It was, yeah, it was a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people were saying it was, um, it was bad or it was, you know, depicting the Black family in, in the wrong light. I don't know. I wouldn't say so much as that. Now, where it was boring for it was boring for me. Like, and I, I'm not going to finish it. I watched two episodes <laughs> of it, and it was no, it was boring because I watch I watch Blackish. I watch it regularly, and mm-hmm. you know the the guy who created Black AF is the creator Kenya Barris of uh, Blackish. He's the showrunner, right? He's the creator and showrunner of Blackish. So mm-hmm. to me, it's literally the same. It's the same. It's the same. same, uh, same yeah. Story. Yeah. Like clearly Kenya Barris is Andre or Anthony Anderson's character in Blackish, and he kind of mm-hmm. goes on the same tropes. And it, and to me, it was like, nigga, you wrote this like you already wrote this script before. It sounds way too familiar. I feel like if you don't watch Blackish and you looked at Black AF, then you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. But if you watch, so that's me. To me, it's like okay, well, to me, it seems repetitive. So I'm not okay. gonna finish it. Yeah. You know, much respect to him, but you know, like I'm like, come up with something else that's original. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I didn't have a desire. I don't I don't watch blackish. I don't watch mixed ish. I don't watch black. Like, I don't know. There's just something about it that just doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. I don't know what it is. I can't really articulate it, but I'm not really interested in those kinds of shows. Although I do like Tracy Ellis Ross. Like I probably have watched a few episodes of Blackish specifically because of her and I loved her in Girlfriends like I think she's a great actor (laughs) the little kids in there you know are funny too but like I don't know it just doesn't appeal to me but I mean for a lot of people I've heard some neg like a lot of negative comments about it kind of similar to Aaron like it's boring it's repetitive it doesn't I don't connect with it this is not you know connecting to the black community but I mean, some people can connect to it, but I don't think that the larger black population can. And I think that that's the issue is if that's the community that you are, is if that's the audience that you obviously want to connect with, like it needs to be more, um, like, I don't, I, it, I don't know. Connection, just, like, like, look, Kenya, I know that your ass is rich. And you like to buy expensive cars and shit, but what the fuck does that have to do with Thank me? you. Nigga, Thank I don't want to see you in your you. nice ass house and shit. I want to see you Thank going you. through real shit. Thank you. You know? Don't don't try to tell me because you, you got a nice car because your wife is going to fuck another man who got the same car. Now that was a funny joke though. <laughs> in that first episode. That was funny. But you like, know, honestly, guys, honestly, I think people think are thinking too much into it. Um I was just watching it just to laugh. It was just entertainment. Um, some of the episodes I could relate to. Um, some of the episodes I was like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> the purpose? Um, but I was just watching it just to laugh. Like, people are like, 
the content that people put out sometimes is just not for people to really like think too much into it or who like their audience is and if they really were supposed to like get something so important that they want to change the world like I don't think that was the purpose of this show or I think it was just them being funny like I think it was yeah, something that that nigga made over a three week time span it's just like I'm gonna just throw this shit together yeah and, and that's and, what I'm and, like because I gotta fulfill my Netflix con- uh, contract yeah yeah, and that, that's ex- exactly, Darren. That's what you pulled the words out of my mouth because that's what I was thinking. I was like, he probably just needed to put something out there that was right. really, really quick that uh, addressed his contract goals and then moving on. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. I, I mean, just think about it. Like, Kevin Hart, sometimes he puts out, like, stupid shit. Like, his, his uh, channel, Laugh Out Loud or something, like, I know they have, like, content that is just like okay why the fuck yeah it's just content what are y'all doing i don't know i think i'm just more into stories that grab my attention that makes me want to keep watching it and wait for the season like i'm watching siren right now and siren Mm -hmm. is on uh freeform and it's a show about this mermaid and i literally cannot started watching that but I can't wait for the next episode. Like, it's that good. So, I don't know. <laughs> I have to get back into that. Well, also, uh, to moving on, since we're just talking about Netflix, I did finish Hintified yesterday. Great show. You guys should check it out if you guys have the opportunity. You know, it's about... Hintified? Hintified. Hintified. Now, do you know what mi gente is? Hinte, right? Hintification. Do you know what the that term hintification means? So hintification just- is the same thing. Similar, right? Similar. Yeah. So gentrification is when white oh. people come into a community of color and start buying up the land right. and, and increasing their property value. Right. Hintification is when educated, and now in hintification is when educated people, mostly brown people, uh, you know, of color come back to their neighborhood to, to come back and, and, and they are a part of the process in, in changing the neighborhood, the, the landscape of the neighborhood. And we're seeing oh, a lot of it in East LA and Boyle Heights, which is where uh, Hintified takes place. So uh, I, I thought it was a really great uh, miniseries. I mean, uh, a really great season. I wonder if they're going to be renewed for a second one. But I mean, it really showed a lot of the dilemmas that people are facing as they're facing gentrification and a changing community, a changing landscape, mostly mm-hmm. because, you know, you got younger people, you know, it's, it's, it's right. a different, it's a culture, cultural changes. Even oh. though you're of the same culture, but check it out. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go. Yeah. yeah, let's go through these other shows kind of quickly because there's some. Other yeah, because we're hitting our hour mark. But um, um, I also was list- I me mean, looking at um FXX uh Dave, and that is with Little Dicky, the rapper. Um, it's a very interesting show. It's one of those um like black AF. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like. Some of the, the episodes are like hit and miss. You know, I had to remind a couple to be like, okay, what is going on? Or like, it kind of like <laughs> didn't catch my attention immediately. But um, if you just want to laugh or watch some weird shit, watch Dave. Um, HBO's Becky. Who who watched that? Daisy, did you watch it, Darren? That was me. That was me. So I watched Becky, and it's an interesting show. It's a new one on HBO. It kind of is reminiscent of Kids. Uh, if you guys remember the, uh, was that Larry Kramer who did that? Uh, maybe not Larry Kramer, but uh, 
one of those guys uh, who did kids back in the 90s. Uh, but it's set in New York City, and it's about these young girls who uh, are skateboarders. So it, it's really kind of all over the place. I just saw the first episode last night, but it's something mm-hmm. maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it will develop because I, I'm hoping that the characters will, um, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in them. But check it out. It's a, it's a group of four women who, uh, uh, I don't know if they're queer or not, but... Um, they kind of like girls. It's like an extension of the HBO show Girls. No, but they're oh. color. It's, it's, it's like... You know, they're 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 all of different mix right now. Girls was just was just I don't know. I, actually, I watched Girls. I did. It was just like a guilty pleasure because I just wanted to see what they were going to do next. But, I, <laughs> I, but I, I didn't genuinely like the characters. I'm going to see in Becky if I can genuinely like these characters. But they're mm-hmm. all all of them are of color except for one. But um, okay, yeah. I oh. mean, it seems, seems interesting. We'll see. Okay, and um, TBS is the last OG, Darren. You said a couple. Yeah, of episodes. I saw that. Yeah, so a couple of episodes. Right, right. Yeah, sorry, Darren, sorry. But a couple of episodes were written by Keenan Ivory Waynes, even the, mm-hmm. the first episode of the third season, uh, which is. So you a, said it's getting it's getting a little better. Well, no, I just like I like Keenan Ivory Waynes writing because it's like uh-huh. his style is like it's almost like you know how like comically ridiculous some things can be where it's just like. Yes. You know, like in the first episode, he talks about like this robber who, who he he has like a he has like a falsetto, so he sings. So it's like <laughs> he was talking about the fact that like if he's robbing a couple, like he can he can stick up the guy and make the girl's panties wet. Oh my like, god! Like he, so he's over here singing it like so he's like, hold up, I'm gonna get you right now. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. So it was, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but check it out. The last OG. Uh, um, okay. You know, the, the, and then um, ESPN's The Last Dance. That's about Michael Jordan. So I added that as well. But just oh. check it out. It's, it's really good. It's going to be a 10 part docuseries. I think they're going to be. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't know it was called The Last Dance, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be five and six. It's going to be premiering tonight. But it's about the last season of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, uh, the last time they won a championship with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and uh, you know Dennis Rodman, Phil Jackson as the head coach. We're really talking about that last season um, as it um, as it progressed. So um, yeah, it's really great. I saw the first uh, three episodes. It's awesome. Cool. Great. I want to check that out. Um, what about Boomerang? BT's Boomerang. Wow, is that the movie? Is that a TV show? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a TV, TV show. show. Oh. Mostly based off of the characters created by Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been watching it. I finished the second season. I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. It's something to watch. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it's like the most progressed show to where it's like, okay, the characters are all fully developed. Everybody's this, this season seemed to be on like a, you know, in kind of more like an emotional or internally reflective process. You know, a lot of just a little, little fickle drama, but it's interesting. We'll see what the next season will hold if they're renewed for a third season. But mm. cool. I, I, feel, I feel like some writers who write about people in their twenties nowadays. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they portray millennials as being more. I don't know. <clears throat> what like more it's, like? It's a little bit overdone to me sometimes. Like it's like you guys yeah. make people seem like they are incapable of of doing certain things, you know? Yeah. And to me, it's like, it's almost problematic because I'm like, well, there are people out there who, who are doing it. So talk about mm-hmm. them and not about, I don't right. know. The ones that aren't. Right. Okay. Um, 
Do we want to get into? Uh, is this part of politics? How are? Well, yeah, maybe that we could put that into politics. But why don't we talk about the uh, that other one? What, what, the what Asian, the Asian murder hornet, aka giant oh, Lord. bee. Darren, you said it's known to eat the heads of bees and can kill uh, humans in Japan. Yes, recently found in Washington, so they have migrated to the United States. Guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're saying that it literally, yeah, in in Washington, they found out that they were, that the hornets were eating the heads off of bees, like entire hives collapsed. And you know, bees are pretty much the foundation of our agriculture because they pollinate, they pollinate, you know, they they pollinate plenty of flowers and other plants out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that the, uh, are not a good thing. Yeah, they said that um, once the venom enters um, a body, that it could freaking it just feels like metal is going through your veins. It feels so nasty, <laughs> painful, <Wow>. nasty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could potentially kill people so they're really working hard to try to find these uh murder hornets and get out there so that they don't populate and kill the population that we've been trying to save and this is the worst time for it to happen okay oh 2020 well pastor carol you guys had attended church at bethel church uh uh via zoom Pastor Carol was talking about some of this and how we can even see it that while viruses have begun to plague the world, now we are being swarmed with uh, um, almost like locusts, you know, like insects, like the like you know. So let's just be on the lookout. Hopefully, it doesn't get bad. Yeah. If it does, yeah, it could be bad. It could be really bad. I mean, it could be really bad. It could be terrible. So let's just pray that they find them and they pray. Right. What's happening with politics? Devin, you're going to... Well, so let's talk about just the various things that uh, that have been happening. Uh, first of all, last week, I know uh, 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 Trump, he decided uh-huh. to sign an executive order forcing all meat processing plants to remain open, despite uh, many of them being uh, uh, closing down because, you know, the workers were getting infected. You know, you had hundreds of uh, dozens of workers who were being infected by COVID-19, and that's why some of them were closed down. But now there is a fear that there will not be enough meat processed for us to eat. What? I doubt that. I doubt that, too. You know, I'm like, of, of all the frozen chicken tenders and, and all that shit that's around here, you're telling me that we're going to run out of meat? Right. I, right. I mean, but if we do, why are we acting like we don't have enough grains or we don't have enough vegetables in order to sustain us? 
If you run out of some chicken gizzards or some pork loin chops, it's not the end of the world. You know? Uh, so I don't know. I don't get it. I, it really just highlights the fact that meat should not be our primary main course entree of our meals. Yeah. You know, we need to be eating other shit. And it's a it's an important piece of Trump that he thinks is important. So of course he's going to sign an executive order because he's a horrible example of eating healthy. He eats McDonald's for lunch every day. Like that is ridiculous. Just sit there and he eats Big Macs and shit for lunch. Literally, like that's what he. Surprise! His arteries haven't clogged up by now. So he's worried about that. He's worried about it. Whatever the meat industry is, will be fine. Yeah. So besides that, um, we all know about Georgia um, that they began opening up on on May first because the federal government's uh, orders for the state the stay in place orders they expired on April thirtieth. So effective May first, uh, uh, many governors are taking this opportunity to uh, reopen their economy, reopen their state. So Georgia was one of the first ones. You know, they allowed for barbershops, nail salons, hair salons, uh, movie theaters, um, at various places to reopen. Um, I Demi, you were saying you saw a video on uh, what was that Baller Alert or something like that about people? Yeah, it was Baller Alert or something. It was a whole bunch of people in a parking lot, but they the people was running like that was running from something, and then you heard like tires screeching and. Um, I don't know if it was gunshots or if it was just like people like letting off fireworks, <clears throat> letting off fireworks or something. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was either, but you know what? It, it was a lot of people out there. And my biggest concern is like, if I'm going to be out there, shit, I'm going to have a mask on. If I'm going right. to be risking myself that much. Right. You don't see yeah. nobody with no mask on. Nobody, nobody gave a shit about wearing a mask at all. They didn't take none of that shit seriously. But you know what? At go, all. Going out lately, this past week, I've been seeing a lot of people outside and a lot of people ain't wearing no damn mask at all. Yeah. You know, and it begs the question whether or not they have a mask or whether or not they just don't give a shit. Well, I mean, I think that most but when they're out and about, they really don't care unless they're going to grocery stores and places that require masks. Because many of our grocery stores and liquor stores even have signs of like no mask, no service. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. But I mean, oh. and there's people that are refusing, like they're refusing people's obviously like their um their service because they don't have masks on like they have literally turned people away yeah which is i mean should be the case but let's also talk about the protests that have been happening child it mm-hmm. went crazy on friday it was may day they called it may day on friday who called it may day the news the people that was um oh. protesting they said that it was it, May Day. It was, May Day is a historic occasion where people of labor protest or organize in order for fair labor conditions. I mean, I can understand maybe relating to people trying to go back to work, but some of, well, this, yeah, some of these white people out here with guns and shit, you know, take your ass back home. You know, how the hell do you think you're going to intimidate the government to open back up because you say so? Because if there was somebody black out there, somebody brown out there with a a, a mechanized with a mechanized automatic weapon like they did, yeah. they would have been shot down dead or apprehended. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so white people, white people go around with this fucking liberty that they got, thing that they're over here trying to support their first, Second Amendment rights and First Amendment rights. No, you take your ass back home. You don't even have a mask over here, over here, Vector One and shit like that, spreading shit all over the place. You over here yelling and shit at the top of your lungs. Yeah, it was droplets out, out, out on everybody else. It was people that were um, saying um, that the reason why they were out there protesting is because, like, they need to, um, they're tired of it. It's tired of it. They've been in the house for too long. They think that um, Governor Newsom is just on a power trip and he is um, just, you know, saying that, that um, he needs to open up. He needs to let businesses open back up. They were like, if people or if grocery stores and um, other businesses, essential businesses are still open and they're practicing safety, um, safety, um, procedures then why can't you know these other businesses open back up as well and practice those the same um safety procedures i think that you know it's to me it just goes back to white privilege because they don't really care about their health they don't care about the health of others they're really upset because their their personal rights are being controlled by the government they don't Mm -hmm. want to be controlled but my thing is like, you're out here protesting. What about human rights? What about the rights of women? What about voting rights? You don't get out into the street for any of these other issues. So you know what? Get a, Yes, it's fine. Go ahead and go out there and protest and don't wear your mask. Get your ass sick. <laughs> because at this point, you have let the entire world know that you're racist. And I was looking at some videos of people actually going out there and filming these people and they are under the premise that they're fighting for their rights to work but really it's trump rallies these are real white supremacist racist people that are out there that are doing trump rallies they're really supporting trump not necessarily their right to work not for the right of healthcare workers or essential workers that are trying to save people they're out there supporting Trump. And mm-hmm. let's just be clear about that. Like, yeah. do not do not be mistaken about the reason why they're out there. Yeah. So they're out there no. so that they can support Trump and that they can get their white privilege back. But right. guess what? white privilege is not going anywhere. Just like Darren said, if it was for any other reason, if it was black people out there protesting for good reason, the police would have been out there making arrests, Heck people, shooting people by accident, killing yes. people. It's white people. So nothing happened to them. And that's, that's my thing in America is you got these white people out here protesting, looking crazy, bringing their guns and stuff. And when when black and brown people want to make a real protest for real Issues exactly. They sure ask you for the fucking permits, right? So that's you know I have I have a whole lot to say about that. I'm not even going to go into it, but I just think like if you want to be out there, be out there. Get your ass sick and don't nobody care. (laughs) (laughs) But but even the further point, and I'm just going to make this last point before we move on, since we have some other things to do and we're we're running out of time. But part of the reason for me why people are no longer scared of this virus that's going around is because we have found out that it is killing mostly black people. Yeah. 
Most of the people dead are black or brown people with preconditions like diabetes and shit like that. Stuff that black and brown people mostly have. Right? So if you if I no longer feel if I'm white and I no longer feel like I that it that the virus is threatening me, of course I'm gonna go out and say reopen it because I don't feel afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just upset because the government is forcing me not to work and that's undemocratic or, or whatever the fuck these motherfuckers want to think. But as soon as they found out that it was killing more black people, the more these motherfuckers want no more health care and the more they want to just reopen because they know damn well that if they infect more black and brown people, it's just going to do the job they've been trying to do for years. Mm-hmm. Kill us. And that's yeah, all I have Darren. Thank you, Darren. You I agree. Made a great I point. agree. I agree so, with that as you well. You know what? That's hap- That's been happening. What else is going on in politics? So, um, uh, so, so Trump. Protests, um, yeah. So, what about Trump suggesting Trump's that people use ass. or inject okay. disinfecting clean- cleaners like Lysol or bleach? Stupid. Right. Then he want to come back and say that was just a joke. God, it wasn't. I wasn't serious. Like, why would you play like that? That is not something to play with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's idiots like you out here that will fucking listen to you. Right. Right. Blindly. And they could, I mean, they definitely, there was some, an increase. There was some cases where people actually did that shit. Poison themselves with disinfectant. And I'm like, if you're that dumb, be that dumb. Like, be that dumb. Right. Be dumb that dumb. Vote for Trump multiple times and still support Trump. I think there is some kind of cognitive disconnect there. Something. You know, yeah. I mean, it's honestly, there is something, there's something that's wrong with them. So I'm telling you, it's white supremacy. Like I said last time, white supremacy is a mental illness that begins to infect your mind and make you do things that you didn't think, you know, were insane. But you, you are, you know, right. You're doing insane right. stuff. They doing you some know, dumbass shit, man. Anyways, don't listen to that fool because he out here lying like he normally does. So. Like he normally does. Right. And spreading also, yeah. then there's a new house speaker that went up. Darren, do you know about this woman who's like the new speaker of the house? Oh, no. She's not the new speaker of the house. She's the new um, she's like the new speaker. The public, the publicist. The publicist? Oh, or yeah, oh, for the new, oh, the new uh, press secretary. Press secretary. I don't know her name, but I know that he did just put somebody else there. Yeah, but anyways, her first, um, I was reading about her first news conference. It was just filled with lies, filled with misinformation. So he then found <laughs> somebody else to spread his lies. Even those doctors that sit up there with them at those press conferences, you know, I can't trust that woman, Dr. Burke, whatever the hell her name is. Dr. Burke, who stands up there and who's been like on the task force. Yeah. She up there, she can't do her damn job and really give advice as a medical physician. She's over here trying to, she's over here trying to make excuses for the president, even with that Lysol shit. You know, you saw her in the interview, you know, when he started talking that shit, you know what she did? She walked her ass over and sat down, almost like she was having a panic attack and needed some water. You know, she knows damn well that he's lying his ass off. But when she comes out in public, she has to 
she has to go on front, front street acting like this nigga, this month, this this dude ain't crazy. Right. You know? And, and, and I really feel trust her she over here doing shit like that, you know? I can't trust what the hell she says. <laughs> I really feel for the people that work under him. Like, make him not look crazy. You yeah, know? that's ridiculous. I mean, some last news, uh, Darren. You want to talk about the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall? Yeah, so yeah. In, in terms of talking about local news and in talking about uh, uh, our local mall out here, the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza, which we all uh, you know recognize is right there at the intersection of King and Crenshaw, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and Crenshaw Boulevard, uh, um, that it was recently sold uh, to the CIM group who purchased it for about uh, or over $100 million. It hasn't been finalized yet, but they're going to be purchasing it. So let's just talk a little bit about the CIM group. The CIM group is uh, was founded by two individuals, two Israelis, who happen uh, uh, to work closely with Donald Trump and with Jared Kushner. They actually have, have leveraged deals together to purchase property and to develop property in New York and in other locations. So let's just, uh, let's just start off in the back about who these people are. So they're the people who bought that property. So the second part is that the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza, it was recently rezoned so that they could add housing to the property. We all, if you've been to the Crenshaw Mall, you guys know it's a big, huge parking lot that they have yeah. on the back side of it near like Mar- like near Mar- Mar- uh, Marlton Square yeah. and, and off of Stocker and things like that. Right, right. Private opportunities to develop. So with that said, the CIM group, they said, well, we're not going to do any of that affordable housing shit. We're just going to keep this as commercial property. We're going to put office buildings here because what we see, according to CIM group, what they said is that uh, uh, office offices are going to start moving east because they want to get a better price out of Culver City. So we know that Baldwin Hills is adjacent to Culver City, Inglewood, mm-hmm. and to the west side. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to redevelop the mall into office space to sell to uh, um, to companies. Because good. let's not let, let us not forget that the that the uh, Crenshaw line is going to have a stop right there outside of the mall. Right, it's going to be another stop, literally, literally less than a mile away, less than a quarter of a mile away over at Lamert Park too. So it's going to be two train stations. And what people mm-hmm. are fearing is that gentrification is just literally going to expand, you know, like, like fire. It was going to spread like fire because this group who doesn't give a shit about the community, they just, they bought that building, they bought that property uh, at a fire sale because the last people who brought it was, which was a black group, they bought it in the early 2000s for over $150 million. And they put over $100 million in renovations to it lately. So they bought it real cheap. Real cheap they bought it for. So they don't give a shit about the community. They don't give a shit about the small businesses that are running inside there. They only care about renting that property out to other businesses to begin to intensify gentrification once that Crenshaw uh, uh, light rail line opens up next year. Hmm. That's a great point. That's definitely new. And it's freaking sad. It is sad. I mean, we all have been to the Crenshaw Mall and went to the movie theater there. So the movie theater was sold. I mean, the only thing that's going to be left is Macy's and IHOP. 
which yeah. weren't a part of the deal. Right. Um, but, you know, there was a big Walmart that was there that was incredible. It was like two a Sears. It was a Sears. So a Sears know. and a Walmart, they're both. Was, the Walmart those were the two that like were like the biggest. Yeah, the that Sears closed the down. Biggest revenue. The yeah, yeah. They were the biggest tenants in that property besides Macy's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, yeah, it's just really uh, a shame because it's, it's like. very unfortunate. Yeah. I know, and where are people going to shop now in that area? Because that mall, I mean, that whole shopping center is a resource for a lot of people. Yeah, it was packed all the time. All the time. They just don't have to go to, um, what's the name? Westfield. Um, That's what they're trying to draw. It's not really that many malls, but the thing is, is people still go to the mall. Like, that's what I know. LA's pastimes is. People take their families to the mall to just hang out and buy Cinnabons, you know. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, but maybe there might be hope for small businesses to begin opening up shop in in places like the mall. But I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to try and bring more chains to the the mall? Are they going to try and build more office space for it? We really don't know because they haven't uh, the plan because the sale isn't finalized. But it looks like they're going to be buying the building. Well, there it Well, that's all we got for today for this show. Um, you know, we we hope you guys were well informed, and um, you guys have anything you know last that you want to say? Any last comments? I mean, uh, you know, COVID nineteen is going to change the way that we interact with each other forever. So, just continue to do do good in the world, treat ourselves right, do self-care, treat other people with concern, and just think about yourself, um, be more mindful, and yeah, get into your creativity or whatever things that you've been wanting to do, um, and stay positive. Great. Yeah, for me, I think, you know, we just have to begin more to trust in ourselves and really reflect on what you can do for tomorrow. You know, because so many times we begin to weigh ourselves down with the burdens of today without planning ahead for tomorrow. So if we can even have that ideation to think about what we can do tomorrow, not idealism, because being too idealistic and not realistic is 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 a folly of many men, right? And women, you know, it's being way too idealistic, but being realistic. And being, a, a, but at least having ideas of goals that you can complete. Right. That's mm-hmm. key for me. <clears throat> nice. That's good, Darren. That's good. Um, yeah, like both of you guys said, you know, staying alert, staying safe, being smart, you know, with your decisions and being around people, making sure you're continuing to practice these hygiene Practices like washing your hands and, and not your touching ass. your face too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys just stay positive. You know, it's not ideal right now, but you know, we don't. We just gotta stick together. You know, be and improvise. Do Zoom calls as much. Check in with each other because a lot of people like their mental health is, you know, at risk right now because 
the human contact, human contact. Some people really need human contact. And, you know, for those that people that do need human contact, we just got to lift them up in prayer, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys with our, our Proverbs scripture, three, five, and six, trust, trust in, the in the Lord with, with all your, your heart and, and lean, lean not on your own, own I was in sync with you guys, with you, Deb, but I don't know. Did it sound like it was delayed? I guess so. Huh? It sounded like y'all was delayed. That's why I was like, I was trying to slow it down. <laughs> in all thy ways. Right. <laughs> sounded like a freaking robot. Anyway. All right, all right y'all. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out.